All right. So um, I want to talk to you, and I, I've been facing this, like, really intense problem for the past, I would say, probably a year and a half. And that problem is, is that I have probably, I would say it's like, I, I, I've never experienced it before, but this kind of OCD I'm having, um, it's really taking control of my life. I'm having a hard time being a stable person and being able to do what I want or being able to express myself at all. Um, you know, let's just say with OCD, you know, you, you, you begin to um, repeat yourself a lot repeat actions over and over again and these actions that I do they don't go in the double digits they go like in the triple digits and they go on for hours and hours um, repeatedly and at one point it was almost daily um, okay so just for those who don't yeah. know OCD of course obsessive compulsive disorder and um, so this is you know most people would be aware of kind of washing hands uh, repeatedly that kind of stuff right Right, yeah, and my OCD is, is quite uh, strange, and, well, the, the main reason why it's very strange is that I haven't really been able to find a lot of people um, who have this kind of issue um, with OCD, and for me, it, it seems to regard things that I enjoy, like, let's say, um, I mean, I'm really into computers, um, IT person, um, for, you know, usual job, career choice, I'm, in IT, and I really enjoy computers. I enjoy fixing them, building them, <clears throat> you know, playing video games, um, all that kind of stuff. So, let's say if I want to relax, I want to enjoy a, a video game, or I want to create something, or I want to fix something, um, my OCD would take over, and it would cause this this thing that I wanted to do. I would just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Okay, well, and let's, let's get specific rather yeah. than abstract because uh, oh, you've lived with the condition uh, and and other people haven't. So just make sure we can keep people uh, alone. Oh, abs absolutely, absolutely. So, okay. Um, let, let's, let's go with this. Um, so for me, uh, I, have a, I have a hard time uh, trying to uh, uh, enjoy things in life. Like I, let me just say, um, sorry. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm, we're already interrupting the sort of program <laughs> thoughts, but go ahead. Oh, okay. So, um, in all basicness, I, well, explaining, I have a hard time enjoying things that I want to do or I aspire to do. And I'm going to throw an, an example here, and um, you can get like a gist of how serious it can get. So one of my, one of my issues uh, cultivates around computers and technology. So let's say I'm uh, – well, actually, no. I recently uh, – I installed a television, right? And I was like, this is a new television. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to be like, this is awesome, right? And instead of enjoying the television, my OCD takes over and tells me, You're, the cable, the HDMI cable, it's not plugged in enough. It's not plugged in enough. And I'll go up and I'll, I'll try to plug it in tighter and tighter and tighter. 
and I'll, I'll think like, oh, what if I didn't do it right this time? Or what if I didn't put enough force into it? And I'll just keep doing it and doing it. And this will go on for four hours. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do anything. And All right, hang on. So you're yeah. starting to feel strongly about this, right? I can sort of hear it in your voice. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, mean, I just want you to be aware. I'm, I'm aware of that, and it's fine with me. Listen, this is this is kind of crippling in a way, right? I mean, this is like if there's one thing you could kind of snap your – you'd like to snap your fingers and get rid of, it would be something along these lines, right? Yeah. Right, right. So you feel very strongly about it, and I, I respect that, and, and I appreciate that, and I'm, I'm aware of that. So uh, I just wanted to let you know about that, but sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and there's other things, like let's say if I'm – you know, trying to use, uh, I'm on my computer and, and, and I want to install a piece of software. Like, um, I, I can't even tell you how many times, um, like I, I build computers a lot. So, and it, it, that's, that self is hard for me right now. It, you know, back in the day I would build a computer in maybe 20 minutes. And I was very fast at it. Very accurate. And nowadays I would take six the 10 hours you just build one computer. And that's because you want to get everything just so, right? Yeah, like the cables, the power supply, the jet graphics card, the CPU. And sometimes I end up being so insane about it that I break these components. And it's happened. It's costed me like thousands of dollars. And it's it's absolutely insane. I, I don't know... And the reason why I contact you today is because I don't know where it's coming from, and I don't know why I'm feeling these ways that I do right now. Um, so right. that's why I want to contact you. And I have no one. I, I mean, I don't really know who else to turn to at this point. Uh, so. You see, you have your OCD regarding computers. I have my OCD regarding background noise. Uh, it seems like oh, I'm was, sorry. It's quite. A, I can hear birds. Was that finger snapping? I mean, that was quite. Oh a lot no, of, that that was that that was my birds. I will take my birds. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Honestly, I don't. I just want to know what they are. Uh, <laughs> that's. I don't want you to do. You know, don't 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 do anything that's negative for the birds. That's fine. I just wanted oh, to know no. what they are. Okay. Yep. 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 I have. I have birds. I have uh, parakeets. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, that's nice. Okay. So listen. Let me just put a couple of caveats in there. In here, right? Just because, you know, I'm obviously not a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, not a therapist. So I just wanted to put it out there that as far as I understand it, there's some pretty good therapies for OCD, right? So like the typical one is like if you're a germaphobe, right? Then, you you know, you touch a dirty washcloth and, and you just don't wash your hands for five minutes and then you extend it to six minutes. And like this is sort of progressive exposure stuff that can help you uh, deal with these symptoms or, or find them less explosive. So I just wanted to put that out there, that if you do have OCD, then it may well be worth talking to a, um, a professional, uh, somebody who's got experience helping people deal with all. I just want to put that right out there because, you know, the, the philosophy can do some stuff, which is great, I think, but uh, that is an important aspect. Uh, I don't know if you've ever looked into that kind of stuff or talked to a psychologist about that. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I'm actually um, this this week. I'm actually going to be seeing uh, uh, a therapist about uh, this specific um, issue that I'm dealing with. And it's the first time I went to a therapist uh, for this specific issue, right? Um, which is great. And I, I also want to point out that you know the exposure 
uh, therapy. It, it is something that I've strived to wanted to to do, and um, I've tried to do that on my own um, quite a lot. And what happens is is that the issues, like let's say, um, yeah, so. Okay, so if I'm having an OCD problem, right, um, and I don't do something, and I don't do if I if I just let go, and I'm just like, nah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about this. I'm not gonna do anything about it. My mind will stop, and it will just keep on going. It'll keep on creating these different scenarios of which it could fail or it could be wrong, and. Those scenarios, those fake scenarios that my mind creates, becomes the the uh, the reality for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and that happens a lot. Like I, I remember when I first looked into OCD, like one of the things was like your mind stops and then it just keeps on repeating. It's like a, I don't know, uh, it just keeps on going and going and going until you know something goes right you know maybe the key fits right you know um and that's that's something i'm dealing with right now um where it, it just keeps going <laughs> oh yeah no so as far as i understand it and you know it's it's your issue so obviously correct me where i go astray but it's something like this so the 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 did i get it wrong or could it be done better kind of sticks in your head and you can try and ignore it but then your brain just keeps cranking up the volume until it's just like fuck fine it's just easier to go and check it again than it is to try and manage what's going on in my brain absolutely okay. absolutely yeah mm -hmm. no and listen we all have it to some degree right so you know but these kinds of things or or when i say that the welfare state is a eugenics program of course i get six million people saying to me no no technically it's dysgenics and it's like yeah no i get that i get that but People are familiar with the term eugenics. The term dysgenics, I don't really want to explain it. Uh, and, you know, dysgenics is a subset of eugenics. So anyway, so uh, I, everybody has these little things that it's like they could could be could be better. Uh, and um, uh, so so we all have it to some degree or another. And there's, there's nothing wrong with it in some, like, in, in, it's funny. So many, many years ago, I was at a, uh, a party and I was chatting with a guy who was an engineer. Now, he was an engineer at a nuclear power plant. And we were talking about how they make things work at the nuclear power plant. And basically he said, you know, it's, just, it's a whole bunch of physical switches. Now, don't take anything I'm saying on Gospital. This is like 30 years ago. So, you know, this is just what I remember from the conversation. And I was like, well, why don't you guys computerize stuff, right? And he's like, because it's a nuclear power plant. And so, you know, you can't guarantee that the software is never going to fail, that there's never going to be any problems on it. But the physical stuff you can check, right? So it's why they have all these physical switches and gauges and, and all that rather than computerizing stuff. And so for some things, you know, what, what's called OCD, like you kind of you want that, right? So uh, it, it is only in the extremes that it becomes crippling, but a desire to get things right and a desire for things to be accurate and so on, you know, I'm I'm happy that there are people who have a real attention to detail who check the fluid levels of an airplane I'm flying on. You know, like so I, I just want to sort of point that out that although it's a hell of a thing to live with and I really sympathize and I probably share little bits of it here or there as most people would or do, uh it's it's got it's got it's got good sides to it as well, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've heard, uh, I mean, I've talked to um, a lot of people about just OCD in general. And I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I think almost everybody has like a little bit, you know, and of good. that kind of... Good. Uh, yeah. We want the and, Aristotelian and, mean, like too much is crippling and too little and, you know, airplanes are falling out of the sky kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, there, there's always that like balance or even just like, it could be good in it for a lot of people. But I think... A lot of times, like, whenever I heard about OCD, uh, like, growing up, I always thought of it, like, as, I mean, there's always the germ germ kind of side to it, yeah. which was always popularized by media and stuff like that. But the, the main thing is I heard a lot of people, and even kids when I was growing up in school who had that kind of thing, it, it helped them through, um, you know, being a good student, you know, getting good grades or being uh, talented in one way or another. Um, just, you know, with that kind of attention to detail. And well, everyone's done that woodworking stuff, you know, like measure three times, cut once, that sort of thing, yeah. right? And, you know, everyone's done that thing where it's like, oh, no, it's half an inch too short. Like, too long? Okay, you can shave it down some more. Half an inch too short. It's like, dope. Now i got to go get something, a new two-by-four from the hardware store or whatever, right? So, um, you get, again, we, we all have to navigate this too little versus too much attention to detail. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's, I just like, I, I get that kind of, that feeling where I just, the, the OCD, it's, it feels like every day or like every other, you know, like just as time progresses, how about that? It feels like my OCD is not calming down, but it, it starts, it starts to get worse. And it feels like, you know, I was, I was really bad like a month ago, right? But this month, oh my goodness, like it just, it keeps ramping up. And well, it's, it's appeasement, right? Because every time you give into your brain, so to speak, we can refer to this as a kind of possession almost, right? But every time you give into your brain and, and appease it, then your brain is like, oh, okay, so when we escalate, we get satisfaction, right? Right, right. right. So these things tend not to, in my understanding, uh, remain uh, particularly stable. They're in a kind of getting better or getting worse kind of stage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and getting and, better and, is a hell of a thing to achieve, right? Right, right. And I mean, uh, to be honest, um, when I was when I was younger, a little bit younger, I probably yeah, actually it was in my it was when I was a child and I went through my teenage years. I had this uh, this other obsessive kind of component to me. And I still have it to a degree today, and a lot of it does affect me. Um, however, it's not as serious as the OCD, but I can say that it probably has a connection. I and I have, um, and I've dealt with body dysmorphia, like actual body dysmorphia. Okay, so again, for those uh. who don't know, body dysmorphia is when you have a distorted relationship to the realities of your own physicality, is that right? Yes, okay. absolutely. So um, well, how did yours manifest? My manifested from, well, um, when I was, when I was a kid, I had, I went through, uh, there was like a divorce, you know, parents separated when I was five years old and I had a father and my father at the time, um, wasn't, he wasn't a nice man, um, and there were certain points in the relationship 
where he would make fun of my body as a child, compare it to his own. And he was a child and say, oh, I was so much better looking. I, you know, um, and he would come up with like names, about these names about my body, and I still see it to this day. Now, um, is this your finger snapping that's going on there? Oh, sorry. No, that's sorry. fine. I just, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure that oh. there's not like some clown with with cracked knuckles behind you or something. All right. <laughs> Right. No, okay. no, no. It, it, sorry, that was me. I, I do that thing where I have something in my hand and I just like play with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, But no, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm happy uh, if it's if it's staying at finger finger cracking. I'm happy. All right. All right. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, you know, I grew up and there was a lot of this. Uh, he 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 wasn't really. He didn't. He he seemed to be very judgmental. And well, it's abusive. No, no. So you, you, you don't, you don't sit there and say, "I, I was way better looking than you when you were a, like when you when I was a kid." Like that. That's not that. That's not judgment. That's just abusive. That's just plain mean, right? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Be, yes. be correct on all that. Okay. Yes. Um, and he would come up with these names, and I names grew for up. You. Yes, names for me. Like um, I, I can't really say it. I, I. I it would be um, be too identifying. I don't know, but there were names. Can you that give me a call. hint? Um, there was like a TV character for children at the time, and he was a uh, he was like a fat character. Um, he uh, he was he was like round, very round. It was like that's the whole point of his characters is round. Yeah, yeah. And he would uh, he would make fun of my body like that, and I just want to point out. Just really quickly here. I'm not fat. I'm not overweight. I am healthy. I have been healthy, uh, a healthy BMI for my entire life. Right. Um, and I may have a different, like, for me now, like, I think a lot of it, like, my perception on my body, the way that I look at it, the way that I look at my, my, uh, my stomach or my face, I feel like a lot of that comes from... Um, the abuse that I, I had, and um, and I can't really trust my own judgment, but I know that a lot of people that I've had relationships with, that my family, my friends, they think I'm a good-looking guy, <laughs> and never, ever, ever have I ever felt like I was unhealthy. Um, in any way of my weight, I, well, I, I, as being like statistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I feel, I feel like in my own body, though, I feel like I'm unhealthy, and I feel like I, uh, my weight, uh, doesn't like my body doesn't look right. Like my face, I, I, I can't get in front of a camera. Um, I haven't been in front of a camera, and since I was a teenager. There probably hasn't been a picture of me since, even family photos. Oh, and so what happens uh, when, when you sort of think about the camera stuff? What, what goes on in your mind? My mind goes to, I have to see it, I have to see it, I have to see what it look like. Whether, what, you know, what, what, is my face, does my face look okay? Does my body, like, do I look fat in it? Do, like, what do I look like? And that, that goes great. Like I've had situations where like I'll get a picture taken of me, and oh my god, like my mind would just go crazy. And so I'll the be way, just that, like, but what what do you see? 
Oh, do you see the picture, right? Yeah. Um, it, like, I'll see the I'll see the picture. Like, I don't. I think the way I see things is not the way that other people see things. And I'm thinking it's super weird because I don't understand it. Like I, like, let's say someone takes a picture of me. Someone will say, that's a really good picture. You look really good in that. I'll look at it and I'll say, holy shit. What is that? What happened to Yeah, try, try being over 50 and shooting yourself sometimes in 4K video. It's like, yeah, oh that's how I look. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I, I like the way I look, but yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I get. It. I mean, for sure, it's it's like when you hear your voice back. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was wobbling along the other day to uh, Sam Smith's uh, song. Uh, you know, you know, I'm not the only one. And and I was like, I ah, record this, and I play it back. I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's why that's why he's got a recording contract and. And, and I do a I, podcast. I do the same <laughs> it's just thing. the way that it goes. It's the way it's that it so goes. Funny. I do the same thing because I'm really into music, and like I've always wanted to do vocals and stuff like that. And I'll be like, "All right, I'm gonna record myself. I'm gonna see how I sound. Like I feel so good. I hear it back. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I don't think I'm gonna be a, a vocalist I in have this to, life." Paula Abdul, you know, <laughs> it's a bit pitchy. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit yeah, itchy. Exactly. Well, I I had a I had a t- I had to get a tooth extracted because it was like ankylosed. This I don't know, like last year, late last year, and yeah, I mean they 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 went right through to my sinuses and it, it kind of messed up my nerve and and it's like yeah, so I've lost a little bit of vocal control even then. So yeah, so it's just so I I get it. Like I mean, there's this how you sound when you're singing in the shower with all that nice reflective tile and you're like, damn, that's fine, right? And then you know you yeah. sing into your iPhone. And I'm like. Uh okay I guess I guess Apple is not very good at recording my beautiful vocal anyway so yeah no, I know uh, I I kind of understand so but but here's the thing right so this your your dad right I mean yeah. okay what happened to this freak uh, this dude sorry what happened to this dude <laughs> well um he's not in my life uh anymore I I actually severed ties with him about I probably would be like seven years ago. Um, and I've been, I've been happy that he's in, is in my life ever since, but he wasn't a nice guy. He, uh, he was tied to the whole, like, he was, he was an alcoholic. He was what? He was an alcoholic. Uh, and w- was he kind of drunk when he would say all this creepy shit to you about your body and your face and all that? Um, no. Um, I've only seen drunk, drunk a few times. Um, he would try to stay away from the booze, um, like over drinking booze when we're around. When we're not around, it's a different story. But, um, I'm maybe, sorry, dude. I, I, could you move to a room that's not got the birds in it? Cause, oh, I, no, no, no problem. I One mean, I, I earlier said, but they, they seem to be really, really enthusiastic about our conversation. Oh, I know, I know. One moment. I'll, 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 I'll take care of it, okay? Yeah, no problem. All right. One second. See now here is everyone. This is my my OCD kicking in because uh, when I get the when I'm sort of processing the recordings, um, if I have to block too much of it out, uh, then it uh, it it takes forever. And uh, do I take out this breath? What if I say mm-hmm, really quietly? Do I leave that in? Uh, anyway, so you have to be. Uh, I appreciate uh, uh, Bob here uh, uh, dealing with this. 
All right, I am back. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> Sorry, and I, I switched it, but they were. Uh, it was starting to be like the the cormorants of conscience are, are cackling in my cranium. All right. Oh no, totally, totally. I get that. <laughs> so you 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 got your dad out of your life seven years ago. You said you'd only seen him drunk once or twice. I've seen him drunk. I mean, when I the entirety of knowing him. I mean, sometimes you don't really know, like. I don't know. Like, I didn't really know if he was drunk or not. I mean, I guess by his personality, it's really hard to say because his personality was just very rude, very judgmental, uh, very angry. Um, and even without the booze, oh my God, um, he would still be a very angry individual. Um, but but you're not. Spent- me? But you're not quite as much. So you got emotional earlier. You got sad when you were talking about this. But this is very matter of fact. And listen, so I, I mean, I had a family member when I was younger. Used to call me fatty all the time, right? Hey, fatty. Right? And I'm like, I mean, I've never been fat. I mean, I was a little heavy about 10 years ago. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've, ne- I've never been fat. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm good BMI now. But anyway... And it would be like, you know, what do you call me fat for? He's like, well, you know you're not fat, so you know it's just a joke. It's like, well, then why do you like, – you know what? You can't win, right? Because if you accept it, then you just keep getting called fat all the time, which is, you know, kind of unpleasant. Uh, and, and then if you push back against it, you can't take a joke, right? Exactly. I really fucking hate that shit, man. I really, I really, really, really hate that shit. It, it it makes me aggressive, you know. I'm I'm putting my wounds right out there for the world, right? Just so everyone knows, right? But it makes me feel so angry with that kind of brain twisting. It's like you know what? If you want to just have a fight, let's just punch each other in the head. Like, don't give me this girly tween mean girls brain twisting bullshit. Exactly, exactly. And it's just like why? In my mind, I I just like I wonder about the conversations. I mean, the arguments and the things he said. And I think to myself, why would he say that? And why does he feel that way about his own son? Well, no. Because First of all, it's got nothing to do with you. I mean, this is, this is the horrible, chilling, interstellar, bone marrow, freezing truth about these kinds of assholes. It's got nothing to do with you at all. Because saying it has something to do with you would be to say, well, if I was a different kid, he wouldn't have treated me that way. Of course he would have. Because it's his own compulsion. Like anything which is not particular to you has nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. This is really, really, because I mean, I'm out here on the internet, right? So it's really, really essential to, to get this down into your bone marrow. It had nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. Because it wasn't like, I guarantee you, this guy did not have happy, great, wonderful, functional relationships with other people. But just, you know, with you, something about you, like this is just this kind of jerk, this kind of manipulation, this kind of abuse, which is some of the worst kind of abuse that's out there. And I'll sort of tell why later in the conversation. But you say, well, why would he say this about his own son? doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you were his son, doesn't matter if you were his daughter, doesn't matter if you were better looking or worse looking or taller or shorter or fatter or thinner or anything. Doesn't matter. He would find something to pick at. And the more perfect you were, the more weird the picking at would get. So there is no escaping somebody who wants to try and disassemble your personality 
through this kind of brain-twisting Mobius strip abuse. You, you can't... There's nothing that you could have done to evade or escape it. You probably did everything in your conceivable power to minimize it, but it had absolutely nothing to do with you. It is... You were simply, unfortunately, the kid he had power over who couldn't get away. See, this is the thing. This is why kids are so dangerous for dysfunctional people. Because everyone else can basically tell them to fuck off, right? Or can just withdraw or can fire their ass if they, they pull this shit at work. Can you imagine going into his boss and saying, well, one of your ass cheeks looks particularly fat today, Jim? <laughs> yeah. Right? Or, or pulling this kind of weird dysmorphic manipulation on other people. I mean... It's funny. I mean, not funny, but like they wouldn't do this with other people because other people would just say, you know what? Just get your shit and get out of my office, man. Like you're fired. I don't need this weird shit in my life, right? I assume, I mean, did your parents divorce? Yes. Okay, so your mom could tell them to fuck off, right? Mm -hmm. But you're the kid, right? So all of his dysfunctional weirdness gets focused on you because you're the one person who can't tell them to fuck off, right? Right. Like you see those those documentaries with the birds, they go out, they got baby birds in the nest and they go out and they eat a bunch of horrible stuff and then they kind of half masticate it in their mouth and then they kind of right, cough it up into the bird's beaks, the baby yep. bird's beaks. Well, that's dysfunction with dysfunctional people. It's like half-chewed mm-hmm. gristle of unanalyzed childhood bullshit and they just force-feed it down your fucking throat. It's got nothing to do with you. It's got nothing to do with you. I've, I'm going to be honest. I've went through years of therapy, and then with you know, I, through my life, you know, with uh, with other people, and uh, you know, simply about the problems that I face with uh, depression, the divorce. When I was a kid, I went to a therapist about it for years. And I never heard that. Um, can I give you an, a, a, a can I give you a truly shitty analogy? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. This is uh, revealing probably more than anybody ever wants to know, but this will get the message across real clear. All right. Yeah. So many many years ago, I don't know. This is certainly more than twenty, probably closer to twenty five years ago. I'm in America, and I got this big-ass business meeting that I got to get to. And, you know, this is the time of the entrepreneurial phase of the business where, you know, if, if we don't make a sale, we ain't going to make payroll. And, you know, my 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 partner would say, we're going to auger in, you know, you know, just drill in like you can't get out, right? Anyway, so I'm with us. And I, I was great at, at explaining the technology and so on and, and all of that. So because I built the damn technology. So I was really, really good. I'm good good at explaining and good at negotiating so I was always like the salespeople always me basically come and, and do their damn job for them right they couldn't program but I could sell so I'm, I'm in a car and you know when you travel for business it, it, things and you know it took me a little while to get used to it so I was kind of new to business travel so you know you kind of eat, eat maybe the wrong stuff a bit too much you, you, you don't sleep that well you whatever it is right like it's just it's just time zone little time i think it was the west coast or something right so time zone changes and all that so your body just gets kind of thrown off right so i'm in this car and i'm like oh my god have i ever got a slip a deuce man i gotta get to a washroom 
right? Like this is this is not good. Like you know where it's just like oh you know it's a little, but then you're like oh man you know, <laughs> I'm right. trying to, I'm trying to <laughs> put my hands over over old faithful at this point, right? So we 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 get to a gas station and of course the guy is like oh I I I, I got a key back here someplace. I'm like you know I I'm really gonna ask you to get that key. <laughs> sooner rather than later because otherwise <laughs> you're going to have to close for a couple of hours and maybe bring in a priest right so finally I get the key and like you do that little dance wiggle jump right and it's like you suddenly feel like you're three years old in, in kindergarten or whatever trying to you know get to the washroom before you uh, leave some breadcrumbs behind you so to speak right so you get in right. and, and whatever right so you, you, you say oh man beautiful thing right now here's the thing suppose I hadn't made it right And right. I basically would have crapped my pants, right? Which, you know, right. is not ideal <laughs> when you're on your way to a very important business meeting. It's like, I'm going to ask you to open the windows uh, while I do my presentation, right? So it, it was all fine, but let's say I hadn't made it, right? Now, mm. would my pants say I take that personally? No. Oh. It's the same thing with you, man. Your dad, through... Lack of self-knowledge, lack of self-discipline, lack of desire to fight being a complete asshole to his child. Kind of crapped all over you, right? Right. But my pants would be like, you know, uh, I can't believe he waited until I was on his butt. I can't believe that, you know, he didn't plan. He must really, he must really hate me. I'm like, no, man, I, I'm sorry, biological function. <laughs> Okay, I, you know, you could say it wasn't planned that well, although I didn't feel bad when I got into the car. Maybe I had eaten something that disagreed with me. But my pants could take it really personally, right? They just crapped right. on us. Guy must hate us. It's like, no, I, 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 no, that's not how it was. It's nothing to do with the pants. They're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. You, you, you see what I mean? Right. And Absolutely. same thing with you. you. You were born to this guy. He didn't restrain or, or have self-knowledge or whatever, right? Right. But it's not personal. You, you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong person. He didn't find you. It wasn't like he didn't seek you out. Right. He, he was, you know, he stuck with me. Huh? It's not a personal failing of yours that this was your dad. Right. I remember not, a friend, I a friend of an ex-girlfriend's once... Uh, an, an Indian girl, so you can bring in all the cliches about uh, mysticism and so on. But she was trying to convince me, it's like, you know, you do choose your parents. And I'm like, it's a good thing you're a girl. Telling me that I would choose the parents that I had? Are you crazy? Like, not only are you crazy, like, it's like, but, but the universe is trying to teach you something by putting you in proximity. It's like, so the universe then thrives on child abuse that's what you're saying right, and she's, yeah. and then of course you know when you point out these ridiculous arguments people are like no no you're not getting it it's like no I am getting it you just don't like what I'm getting exactly. I'm not genuflecting before this reincarnation you choose your parents bullshit because it's incredibly insulting right that I would do that but it's not per it's not a flaw in yours right you right. know, like if if you're leaning at the zoo, right, and there's leaning on, and the fence gives way and you fall into the tiger pit. Well, that's not a 
It's not a personal failing of yours. You can get drunk and fall in. Like the, the, the railing gave way. That's not supposed to happen. You're supposed to be able to lean on a railing in a zoo. Like it, it breaks, right? You say, oh, man, my bad. No, not your bad. You just stuck with this asshole who's trying to squish up your brain like silly putty. It sucks. You got to try and survive it. You can't get away. It's not your fault. It's not personal. It's nothing to do with you. Right. You're absolutely right. But you wanted to control this brain invasion. You know, I, I would rather get beaten than have someone try to get in my head that way. Yeah, Cause get I get beaten, you. And you're like, well, that, that hurts. But it's, it's my body. It's going to heal. And I, I, I can clearly identify it as evil, right? Right. But this stuff where, where they're trying to get in your head and, and, and pretzel you all up to kingdom come, I mean, that rewires you, right? Right. As opposed to, hey, I got hit in the face. Or, hey, my mom beat my head against the door. Or, you know, hey, my mom threw a plate at me and it bounced off my head. and Whatever, right? Like, that's, that's horrible. Absolutely. But it's kind of the difference between getting a long cut on your arm and having a tumor. Right. Both suck, but one is like, okay, that's internal, right? It's a, it's a little riskier in the long run. <laughs> do, you, do you see what I'm sorry? Like, one is like possession, Absolutely. right? They have this, this whole, I'm sorry to be talking so much, and I promise I'll shut up in a sec, right? But, but this is the, 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 the concept behind possession is so powerful that how does evil spread? Well, it doesn't spread by hitting you. The demon, the demon doesn't materialize, just punch you in the face, right? Because then you take a right. baseball bat and knock his horns off, right? The demon is like a little knock on the wall. It's a little, you know, uh, you know, a friendly, a little playful, a little giggling appears as a, pl- and then, right, sucks in. Like it takes you over. It gets into your head, and then you're screwed, right? Right. And and this means something because we we imprint like we, your children are soft mud, and and parents are like this big. Big ass dinosaur footprint, right? It's just the way it is. So there's no way to fight. There's no way to fight it. You can't possibly fight it. It's impossible. You you can't make yourself into concrete because you're impressionable, right? What do they say about kids when they're young? It's an impressionable age. No kidding. And if you're, uh, you know, if your your parents are going to step into the right, Doctor Phil's got this cheesy way. They your parents write on the slate of who you are or whatever. I can't do his accent, but you know what I mean, right? They write on the slate of who you are, and it's like, yeah, yeah, but that's not really how it works, right? It's a, it's a dinosaur footprint into soft mud, right? That's just the way it is. Your parents are going to affect you that way no matter what. You don't choose it. You don't choose whether they're going to affect you. You can't choose. You can barely choose how much they affect you. And this kind of breathing, weird, twisted, vicious language into your head is a form of demonic possession. It's a form of replication, not through savagery, but through syllables. The savagery you can fight. Right? The bear, you can run, you can climb a tree, you can try and hit it with a log, you can whatever, right? right. But this weird shit where it gets in your head and rewires who you are? Well, there's only one way to push back against that. 
and that's why we're having the conversation. So I'm sorry again for for talking so long, but I just really wanted to clarify. You got to not take this shit personally. Wrong place, wrong time, man. Right, and you know what? Like, no worries about like I, I needed that. I really good, did. Good, good. Okay, I thought you might. So, oh yeah. It, I just I, want I just you to never... know that I'm aware I'm talking for a long time. So I'm sorry, God. Oh no, no. So, um, and I just want to add, um, that I. It wasn't all bad. Um, oh boy. With, wait, 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 wait. No, it's not with my father. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it. My father, all, right. all, all bad. All. Um, but uh, growing up, um, the one thing that kept me going and that kept me happy, and really assisted me with a lot of the things growing up, was my mother, and um, she helped me with. I mean, everything down from. Emotional support, financial support, uh, being there no matter what, and, and just she 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 wants for me to be the best I possibly can be, and she's done a lot. She's worked uh, so much through her life because, like she she um she's she's just a very dedicated woman, and I look up to that, and um, I just. I'm happy that I had have that in my life because okay, okay hang on, hang on, yeah. hang on. Yeah. and I'm sorry sure. to interrupt you, right? So listen, that's a that's a fantastic infomercial for your for your mom, right? <laughs> this is like late night stuff that stops stuff that seals up cracks or like right? but you know what I'm going to mention here, right? Yeah. What's that? That if that was true, then why did she allow him to see me or for this to go on, right? No. I mean, no. that's certainly part of it, but that's managing things after the fact, right? Why would she marry a guy like this and give him children? I mean, look, I'm happy you're in the world, right? So we're just talking, you know, but <laughs> why why, why would she marry someone like this and give them children at all? If that's she's so question. great, right? Well, I mean... That, that's a good point, and I think, in all honesty, it's like, I ask myself that a lot, because, like, I'm, I'm super unaware as to, like, why why this this would be the outcome. Why Aha. this... Okay, so, that's important, right? Mm -hmm. So, I assume that you've talked to your mom about what your dad did to you when you were little. Yes. Okay. So, her job... Job one for a good parent is to leave you with no question unanswered about what the hell happened. So you've got no wondering, no questions. You know, top to bottom, back to front, A to Z, soup to nuts, what happened and why. That's her job. So when you talk to your mom about what happened with your dad, all of the brain-twisted ways that he tried to rewire your brain. What does she say? <sighs> um, well, first, she uh, she doesn't really want like when I when I talk about my past and the problems I faced. She tries to explain that she doesn't really want to talk about it. Uh, okay, so that's selfish. You know, she chose your dad. 
She puts you in your dad's path, both biologically and socially. So the fact that she doesn't want to talk about it is not an excuse at all. Right. Right. And I, I mean, the reason um, that's brought up is because I, I, I have siblings and um, they still, I mean, they're old enough um, to make their own decisions um, on who they want to be with and who they want to see, and they choose to see um, him. Um, even though that it's blaringly obvious that uh, they were not treated that well either. Um, but because of that, doesn't want, um, doesn't want people, or just doesn't want like arguments happening or anything like that based around that. And um, I sort of understood that for a while. Wait, she like, doesn't I, want arguments happening? I don't know what that means. Oh, no, no. Like, she doesn't want, like, or, like, doesn't want to talk about um, um, uh, the father um, at all. Like, uh, if it's bad, uh, you know, don't talk about it. You know, just, you know, it's it's something that happened in the past. You're going to have to... Wait, 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 you, wait. You're gonna, How long was she married to the guy for? Um, let's see. I Just roughly. Prob- yeah, probably five years. Five years. So, wait, so... When she had problems with him, why didn't she stay married to him and just say, well, those problems are all in the past. They were yesterday or last week or the day before or last year. So if if you should not bring up uncomfortable topics because all the issues in the past, why did she bring up the uncomfortable topic called I want to divorce you when all of her issues with him were also in the past? Hmm. You understand? That's good. That's a good question. Like why no, does she I, get to? Why does she get to bring up un- uncomfortable things and not just relegate things to the past? But when she might be in the firing line for uncomfortable questions, suddenly it's like, well, now we can't bring up uncomfortable things because that's all in the past, you see. No, no, no. Well, if, if that was her philosophy, she never would have divorced your dad. But she right. did, so she can't claim that as her philosophy. I mean, she can. It's just bullshit. I mean, I, I, I get. I mean, I get why she would. She would divorce him because, I mean, he was really a nasty guy. Yeah, but all of his nastiness was in the past for her. Right. I just, you know, the one thing I never got answered, and the one thing that is on my mind when talking about this kind of stuff, is how was he, or who was he, um, before the marriage? Right. And even before I was born. Like, what was the aspects to him that made him a desirable um, human being? And And the reason you need that answer is not just for maybe you had this relationship to the OCD, but of course, parents who don't tell you their mistakes virtually guarantee that you're going to repeat them. That's what's so selfish about not telling people your mistakes. Oh my God, I just forgot about something. Yeah, yeah, go. Okay. So... Okay. So you know how I was talking about how my dad would, you know, he would he would go at my body image a lot, and he would compare himself when he was a kid. Well, I remember talking to him about this um, personally because when I was, I was like a teenager, I confronted him about this specific issue, being like, "This is, you know, this is uh, this is something that is uncomfortable for me for you to talk about me." I'm having problems, you know, I can't look at myself in the mirror, 
anymore. Yeah, you showed your soft underbelly to a sadist. Yeah, how did that work out? Yeah, right. And he said, he said, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I had the same thing. I didn't like the way I looked. And I was like, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. So he was like in a similar, he was in a similar basket. Now, I don't know why he was, he had these issues. I don't know who gave him these issues. Sure you did. Sure you did. Well, who? Well, his father. Hmm. I, I don't, maybe, possibly. I, I mean, that, that would probably be a good connection. Well, let me ask you this. Do you have, your, your siblings, are they male or female? Uh, female. All right. So, look at that. The father picked on the boy, which means that his father picked on him. I mean, there are deep and dark psychological mysteries in this world. This is not one of them. Did he pick on your sisters the same way? No. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's a male-to-male contagion. God. Right. And it also proves to you that it has nothing to do with you. Because he was saying, well, listen, when I was a kid, I was way better looking than you, right? But then it turns out that he hated the way he looked when he was a kid. So it was all a lie, right? Right. How old were you when your parents divorced? I was five. Right. And did you see your father much after that? Um, yes, quite a lot. Um, and was that, that because that's... he wanted uh, um, shared custody? Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I've probably seen him you know, every week or two weeks. Um um, and I would like, you know, stay over his place for, you know, the weekend kind of thing, you know, weekend with dad kind of thing. And um, how old were you when this, uh, the, the bulk of this was going on? Um, do you mean by like, do you mean by, uh, which, the, the, which, the brain period? twisty stuff, the brain twisty stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was definitely when I was a kid. Um, I can't really concrete a year, but I know that it was, roughly. Um, probably like eight or, or ten. Okay. Around that age. Yeah. Now, did you ever talk to anyone about this at the time? You said you've been you were in therapy, but I assumed that was later. But did you ever say to your mom, "Listen, Dad, keep saying this weird stuff about me"? Um, my so for a while, I would say for quite a few years until I got into my teenage years. That's when I really went off about it, and I really told. My, my mom about it, especially when I, I stopped seeing him. Um, but how, sorry, how old, how old were you when you stopped seeing him? I think I was like 16, 17 years old. Okay, but that's, you know, eight, eight nine years since this, this, it started. And it probably started before eight, but maybe it escalated at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. around Yeah, because I, I remember being in elementary school and, and looking at myself and just... Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, so, actually, where were we? We were at a... Sorry, we were just uh, talking about... Um, I was asking sort of when the peak years were. You said it sort of started around eight, and then you were talking about how you got mad about it when you got sort of 16, or 15, 16, 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it was around that, that age when I started, like, you know, going through puberty and everything. That's when... Wait, 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 hang on. No, not 16. That's too late, isn't it? 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that would probably be, you know, a few years later. I'm just saying, like, in that sweet spot of time when I became a teenager, right. you know, 13, 14, that's when okay. I started, like, actually talking about it. But when... So why didn't yeah. your mother notice that you weren't... I mean, I assume that this meant it was kind of hard to enjoy your time with your dad, right? Right. Did your mother ever say to you, you don't seem to be very happy to be seeing your father. What's going on? Yes. Okay. And so she did say this. And was this when you were sort of eight or so or later? Uh, yes, it was around when I was around, uh, I think I was like 11 or like 10, around that age. So yeah, it, it had already been going on for a couple of years before your mom picked up on it? Uh, yeah, I think she I think she got a gist of it. Like she knew that, I mean, she knew that he was drinking and she knew that, um, she knew that I wasn't very happy when I came back after the weekends. And um, So she knew that he was drinking on the weekends when he had you guys? Yes. So why would she send him? Why would she send you to him if he's drinking? That's not safe. Fear. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I've i never been able to get an answer on that. And here's the thing. Listen, I mean, you know, I, I'm a dad, right? So, And I've been a stay-at-home dad for over 10 years now. And there's nothing my daughter can fundamentally hide from me uh, because we know each other. I know I'm the, I can't hide things from her either, right? But there's very little we can hide from each other because we know each other so well, right? Now... My question is, your mom, who you've sung the praises of, and you know, I'm not disagreeing with you that there's great things to your mom, but she must have noticed that you weren't happy before you, like before 10 or 11 or 12. Yes, yes, that's absolutely true. Okay, yeah. so she would, would, she, would, she, would she try to find out hard, like try and find out, when did she know that your dad was doing this weird body shaming stuff with you? She found out more about that when, uh, I would say probably in my teenage years, I, I think it was around when I was um, uh, uh, 15. Okay. 15 was one so for year. seven years, you're being body shamed in weird, creepy ways by your dad, yeah. and your mom, what, she says she had no idea? Had no idea about that, no. Okay, so why does she have, it's her job to know, right? You understand? It's right. her job to know. It's number one job for the parents to know what the hell is going on with the emotions of their kids, right? Especially when she's sending you over to a drunk. Absolutely. So, why didn't she know? I think, well, the, the reason why it would be that, I mean, first, there should have been way more looking into this kind of stuff and being persistent, especially seeing how you know, when I came back, how disappointed I was and how okay, my emotions... You won't be like, yay, I'm going to dance this weekend, right? Exactly. I, I, I don't even remember being like that. Of course um, not. Unless it was like, you know, I, I don't know, like if I was going to see a movie or something, I don't know. But, you know, it's... There was never that kind of that kind of joy. I, I don't remember that kind of joy. Um, but, yes, and, and there was that. And about because she could have... She could have fixed it, probably, right? So if right. she'd found out about this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And and again, it's her job to know. It's her job. Like, it's like a detective, right? If you report a crime to the police and they assign a detective, it's his job to know. That's that's what he's being paid for. That's his job, right? And so right. it's parents, in this case, your mom's, because your dad was too fucked up to, to solve it himself, but it's your mom's job to figure out what what's making you unhappy or what bad things are happening, right? Especially when you're sending over your kids to a guy you couldn't stand to live with who's also an alcoholic. 
It's your job to find out what's going on to make sure your kids aren't being damaged in any way. Because if she'd found out about it, like if you'd have said, well, dad keeps saying that I'm misshapen, that I'm weird looking, that blah, 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 and it's really bothering, it's getting in my head, it's really bothering me, right? You could have told her that at eight or nine or 10, right? Then she calls up your dad, or she goes over to your dad and says, you know what you're not going to talk about with our son anymore? Any of this weird shit you've been doing. And yeah, I've, they're, I've they're, given yeah. him clear instructions to pick up the phone and call me the moment you start doing this. So this is not going to ha- you are not doing this to our son. This is incredibly destructive. It's incredibly unhealthy. And if you are doing this to our son, he's not coming over and neither are the other kids. And you want to take me to court, take me to fucking court. But this is not going to happen. Right. You're, yes. So and, and she there didn't has do been. that because she claims she just didn't know. Right. And, 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 and let me just uh, add in that there are situations that have happened um, in, in, that, in that span of time um, that she has noticed things and she would like call up and we wouldn't be over there for a few weeks or like there would be massive arguments and I, I, I'd hear the phone calls and I'd hear what's going on and I, and uh, you know, when something, when something was very apparent, when something happened, you know, like let's say, uh, I mean, you know, the body stuff came in later, but like if, if, if I ever caught my dad, like, uh, you know, after, after this, you know, I can't remember what year it started. It's on and off, you know, he'll like, I'll stop drinking. I'll stop doing this stuff. And I see him drinking then. Oh, you know, I, I'll tell my mom about it. I'll be like, he's drinking again. And, um, you know, there'll be that call, um, after a while, because at one point, at one point it became such a problem. Uh, with the drinking, that uh, my mom uh, was able to separate it from from us, um, all, all the siblings, including me, and we didn't see him. And um, that was for a while. I would say that was probably for. I mean, there there were like points where it'd be like maybe a few weeks here and there, but then after it became like almost a year or so. And how old were um, you then? I was. Let's see here. Oops. 12 to 13 years old. And so you didn't basically, you, you, the kids didn't go over it a year. But yeah. your mom still didn't know that he was freaking you out with all this dysmorphia talk, right? Right. Right. Um, and that, that was like, I mean, out of all the things, because I, I would be, I mean, other than that, because like, I think, what, what I think happened is that when I started thinking the body stuff, right, I thought when like, you, you said you started thinking the body stuff. What do you mean? Like, um, you know, after I was, after, when I was a kid, and I was told this stuff about my body from from him, um, I didn't understand the ramifications that it would have on me through my developing life. Right. So when I got so it was like, like weird and creepy, but you're like, okay, this is going to come and go, right? Right, and I thought like, oh, this, you know, this will come and go, and I'll and I'll become a, I'll, I'll become better, and I'll I'll get older, and I'll grow the, the muscles, and you know, I'll, I'll become uh, a man, and I don't have to worry about that, you know. Um, you mean like not like being scrawny or whatever it was he was complaining about? 
yeah, I mean, he was he was going on about how I was fat, but that was absolutely not the case. But you know, just like certain aspects about my body that I still I still look about today. I mean, I still have that like problem, and um, I check myself uh, repeatedly throughout the day with these kind of things. Um, but it, it is something that I I absolutely live with to this day, and I wish there's a lot of things I wish, but I wish at that age that A, it was noticed, and B, hey, sorry, that... Sorry, you, you wish A what? A, that it was noticed, that it was noticed that this was happening to me and that something could have been done about it. And B, that I just... I wish that I knew how much this would have affected me because there was a point in my life where I, I could have... I didn't have to see him anymore. And... Uh, I was just young, really young, and I made the wrong decision, and I kept seeing him. Um, Why do you think you kept seeing him? I mean, who knows if it's the wrong decision? Let's let's parse that out, right? Yeah, no, because I was scared. scared I was scared of, of him. I was scared that he would. Um, I, I was just scared what he would say or. Well, no, no, but hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not convinced. The reason being, of course, if you decide not to see him, I assume that would be like a no-contact thing, right? So he could filibuster and all that, but you, you're well out of earshot, right? Right, but I was still, I was still like a kid. I, I didn't really like, as a kid, I, I didn't really like when I thought about like not seeing him. Like I saw him angry and like the deepest parts of his anger, um, never physical, but you know. The way he got angry, I got scared of. And but was that was kid, that ever put forward as an option that you could just not see him? Yes. Um, and your mom gave you that option. She said, "Listen, you don't have to go over and see him, right?" Right. Now, did she then explain to you the ramifications of what might happen, or how she was going to protect you, or anything like that, or she just give you the choice without any context? Uh, no, no. I mean, we had to talk about um, the the way that I was feeling and the way like some of the things that he that he was doing and uh, like sorry how old um let's see so that was so yeah that that was the talk I was talking about so that that was around like you know like 10 years old 11 years old that that that's that was the talk we had and was, was it a talk just for you or for your sisters as well for me just me why just you uh because I was the one who was who was having the problem my my uh my siblings were not uh they had like the the way that i was being treated was not the same way that they were being treated right but uh, yeah but but there were i mean there's certain cracks to that because i I've, I've seen it myself and i've seen the the kind of way that the kind of way that he treats people Oh no! The, 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 your, your your entire family is suffering because they're betraying you regarding your dad. Like that that that, that that's a whole other topic, and we maybe can touch on that later. But I just bookmark it here, right? Because <laughs> you know, you're my brother, and I find out that someone has really mistreated you. Fuck them. Right. You know, like the the OCD has something to do with no one's watching your back. Right. No one's on your side. So you got to triple check everything because, you know, like you can't sleep if nobody's 
standing watch at night in the woods, right? You can't sleep. You can't rest. You can't let your guard down because nobody's watching. Nobody's keeping you safe. Nobody's keeping you safe. If somebody else is going to double-check your work, you can relax a little bit, right? Right. And your father did a hell of a job on you. And my lo- if I'm in your family, man, my loyalty is like, no, I'm not seeing this guy. Why? Because he hurt my brother. Oh. You understand? Yeah. That's yeah. what they owe you. And you know what's weird? I'll add because it's you know, it's the same kind of thing. I with the OCD problem that I currently face, um, I get a lot of help um, from uh, my mom and my siblings. Um, they, when they're around, um, the only way, and this is one of the only fixes that I've found to uh, completely take away this uh, <clears throat> this OCD problem or just like this this uh, this keep repeating I would I would sit down and I would have them sit with me and I would explain the things that I'm doing and I would have them watch me and have them watch me and make sure that well for me to feel like I'm not doing something wrong my mind can come up with me because the proof is right there. They're seeing me. They're, 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 they're watching over me, and they're yeah, making yeah. Okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. So this is the guarding while you sleep kind of thing. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, that, that's why I wanted to bring it up because it it does sound a lot like that. And at the same time, I mean that that is something that's like honestly, that's probably one. No, but you see, where, no, hang on. So okay, look, I appreciate that. But look, when your when your family, when your siblings, when your sisters go and see your dad. They're saying, well, he's not that bad a guy, right? Which means that you just have a problem. Right. It's a betrayal. Now, what they could do is they could say, they could sit down with your dad, and maybe with you there too, or maybe you're not seeing him, whatever. They sit down with your dad and say, listen, you really did a number on our brother, and you better, uh, you better, you got to go apologize, or we're not going to have anything to do with you. Like, you better apologize, you better make it right with him, you better do whatever he needs, and say the same thing to your mom, right? You know, like, I mean, if you're not giving Bob here the truth, our brother here the truth about what's going on, what went on with the family, he needs to know it, right? I mean, he's, he's yeah. struggling, right? And, and, and part of the reason why you're struggling is you are what some people would call the identified patient. Right. In other words, you're the one who holds all the family dysfunction. And everyone else dumps all the family dysfunction on you so they can feel better. But the problem is it screws up their conscience because it's unfair. It's unjust. So you're, you're holding the burdens of the whole family, right? And I know that because your mom is like, oh, listen, the past be the past. And, and uh, your mom is like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. And that puts the burden on you. And your sisters are like, yeah, we'll go and see dad, right? He's, he's fine. He's not that bad, which, again, puts all the burden on you. It must be your problem. Right. You know, like, I mean, if I say this lettuce is really bad and everyone everyone else eats it and they're fine, then it, it can't be that the lettuce is really bad. It's got to be, maybe I've got an allergy, but you understand? It's, 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 it's internal to me then. It's not a problem with the lettuce, objectively. Hmm. So you, your sisters go see your dad, it means that you're the fucked up one. 
Because he, you know, if he was screwed up enough that he produced this in you, then, you know, an honorable, decent person wouldn't want to hang with him until he made it right. But if they're all going over like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's got some problems, but he's, you know, then, then you, this shovels all the shit onto your plate. Right. And I feel like sometimes, actually a lot really, but I mean, I feel like whenever I get like angry about, about about my my father, it's like everyone like you know uh, they'll look at me and they'll say, "Just get over it. It's the past. It's it's something that you don't have to deal with right now. You don't have to. You don't have to. Um, you don't have to see him. And even if you did see him, you know the past is the past. The past is the past, and that's something I've heard so many times. Right. Okay. So that's fine. So if the past is the past, then people shouldn't have any trouble talking about it. Exactly. But if they're putting us, you know, if they're saying there's nothing in the basement that's dangerous, but we're sealing the shit out of it anyway, then both things can't be true, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. No, that that's absolutely, absolutely. And how's your mom's relationship with your dad? Uh, I've never seen them talk, uh, since I, since I, like, since I left, um, the, the whole... So, like, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, like, why I, doesn't, no, why doesn't your mom, I mean, your sisters are still seeing the guy, right? She, she shared a lot of her life with him, so why doesn't she talk to him? Because the past is the past. I, you know, that's a good point. I... I think that, like, honestly, I wonder about what, because, like, at first, the first few years, I would say, that uh, that I, I left the situation, I would be told that, you know, uh, he misses me, and um, he he's depressed, and he's sad, and he's this, and he's that, and I would be like, well... Fuck him! I, I I don't fucking feel good. I mean, he can feel as bad as he wants. I mean, he was an awful person. Wait, he was sorry to interrupt. I apologize for this. I I, I I I. But I'm a little confused here because they're telling you that he's sad. You don't see him. Yeah. But you not seeing him is in the past. Why don't they just tell him to get over it? It's in the past. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. What are they, um, like New York Times reporters here? Anyway, sorry. In reference to the show that went out today. But anyway, go on. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah. It's it's like, it's like, it's like, shush, like, don't don't speak about it. Just, just you know, let it be. And we'll live on our merry lives just acting like it's... it's so why did they yeah. think you have this OCD? Like, if the past is the past and, and everybody should just be able to move on and move on, like, what is their theory as to why you have this affliction? Here's the crazy thing. They have no theory as to why they don't understand and they're deeply concerned. But if, if you, I mean, I assume that you want to find out about your history, which we all do, right? Mm -hmm. Self-knowledge, unfortunately, relies upon the testimony of those who were around before we could remember or before we even existed. Like, why the hell, Mom, did you marry this lunatic, right? This abusive guy, this alcoholic, this manipulator, this, this like, brain-shredding sociopath who fucked up your kid's 
your son's relationship to his body, at least, you know, for, for a time, right? So you, you right. need answers to this shit, right? Because it's kind of like why, like, we, we all... We all need an origin story, right? Like, like think of uh, primitive tribes. Like, where did the world come from? Everybody thinks that, right? And and you can either go with science or you can go with mysticism, right? Mm-hmm. Now you need to know where you came from. So do I. So every this self knowledge. Self knowledge is not just internal. It's not just introspection. It's also finding out why the hell you exist to begin with. You know, like, right. why did my mom marry my dad? Why did they choose to have? me right and right. And, and, I, and, and I need to because because we all need to have an explanation as to why we're here and if we don't have the facts then we just make up shit and then unfortunately when we make up shit it tends to be at our own expense but sorry go ahead yeah um and I, I was just like I, I mean I this sort of just come came to thought here and I I just want to sort of air it out like I um I was just wondering like if I want to find out more about this Right. I want to understand the history. I want to understand where this came from, why why this this happened, why I was treated this way, um, and and why the things happened the way they did. Would would it be like a smart or just a move to to confront? Like if I if somehow I got. The, the balls to do it, which I think I do. Um, Wait, you're not talking about your dad, are you? I'm I'm saying like if I ever no, are you talking him, about your dad? Yeah, yeah. yeah like don't do it. Don't do, don't it. do it. Okay. No, because okay. because you're not going to get the truth. Not going to get right? the truth. No, he's a manipulator, right? Right. Has he gone through some massive? Did he find Jesus? Did no. he <laughs> Did he uh, go through some massive thing where he's figured out his shit and gone to therapy and? No. No. <laughs> No, yeah, not you, at all. you, you, you know. This time, the bear will be friendly. Like, no, come on, you're not going to get the truth, right? And, 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 and whatever I mean, you get is going to make you more messed up, because that's what he does. The best predictor so, of future behavior is relevant past behavior, guaranteed. He's just going to mess you up more. Okay. And in fact, it's going to be even sense. worse now because he's felt he's felt humiliated by you not seeing him, and so he's going to really do a fucking number on you, guaranteed. I agree. Yeah, I okay. absolutely agree. Now, with that. let's go back to your, the lovely ladies in your life, right? Sure. So, can you imagine you have a child, right? You have a child, and your you, your child hasn't eaten all day, and your child says, uh, "I'm hungry," right? Mm-hmm. And you and you say, "No, you're not." Would that be weird? You're you're yeah. directly telling someone that they are not experiencing what they are in fact experiencing. Right, that would fuck them up. It would be, right? And, and it would be an insane thing to say, right? It's like this, it's weird, it's this weird lack of self-reflection. It shows up in YouTube comments all the time. So people say to me, <laughs> you know, when you laugh like that, you come across as desperate and hysterical, right? Like this is some objective fact. And I say this in the comments sometimes if I notice it. Well, maybe to you. Because people think that their own subjective experiences are somehow a universal phenomenon. Like, if I'm hungry, everyone must be hungry, right? And people do it the other way, too. They deny people's subjective experience like they're not actually having it. Somebody says, I feel sad. What are you going to say? No, you don't? (laughs) I mean, that would be weird, right? So you're saying to your mother and you're saying to your sisters, I need to find out more about my youth and my 
origin story. I need to find out where, why I came from and uh, where I came from and why, right? And do you know what they're saying to you? No, you don't. We don't know what's wrong with you. We don't know why you're suffering from this condition. You are saying you need to find out more about your history and we're saying, no, you don't. Mama, I'm hungry. No, you're not. Mama, I want to find out about my history. No, you don't. We don't know what the solution is, they say, but we absolutely know it has nothing to do with your history. That's insane. I mean, I'm not calling them crazy. I'm just in that particular perspective, right? When, when you see it that clearly. Right. No, you're... you're I mean, this is... Uh, and I, I, I've had many... I have many arguments, and I've, I've tried to get... I have... Um, I've talked about, like, trying to figure out, like, why... Why the... You know, like... You know, why did you marry him? I've, I've asked that. Yeah. I know I've asked that. It's a yeah. valid fucking question. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a d- and your mom does not have the right to not answer that question because she chose him as your father. Exactly. She does not have the right to avoid that question. Now, she can, of course. You're going to throw her in jail or anything like that. But it simply means that she cares more for her own comfort than your well-being. That's the fact, man. That's the fact. People, if your parents refuse you essential information that you need to know, it means that they prefer their own immediate comfort to long, your long-term well-being. That's an empirical fact. Absolutely. And that's the coldness that you're surrounded by, man. And that's why your mother married your fucking dad. Because in this way, they're the same. Your dad wouldn't deal with the shit and he inflicted upon you, which gave him short-term release, relief at the expense of your long-term peace of mind, right? Mm-hmm. And your mom won't tell you about where you came from because that gives her immediate relief and causes you harm in the long run. Same thing. It's the same fucking principle. And that's where you came from, man. Two peas in a pod, two sides of the same coin. Except your dad, that shit is in the past. Your mom's is not. Right. Now, you can't force people to tell you stuff, right? I'm quite positive that there is a story locked in my mom's head that would give me some real peace of mind about my history. What happened to her during the war or perhaps afterwards and particularly when the Russian tank commanders keep sweeping through the village where Russians were not particularly nice no. particularly to the girls on average right so I'm quite convinced that there's a story in there and if I knew that story and, and if I believed that story because you know knowing it and believing it may not be the same thing but if I knew it and believed it I'd be there and go like okay well that explains a lot about what the hell happened in my childhood right it takes the right. burden off me Hmm. Right, but I'm never going to get that information. But I still can. Well, I can still no. get that. How do you know? Right? No, no, they can always, they've, they've said no to you for like a decade, right? Right. So they, they said no. Now, you can sit down and say, no, no, listen, I really need to, need to, need to, need to, right? 
And I'd be like, oh, why? You know, it's in the past. Just move on, move on. It's like, look, clearly I'm not moving on. And, and look, maybe your OCD is there to help your fucking family. Maybe it's there so that you don't give up trying to find the facts. Maybe it's your detective, your Hercule Poirot, who can't sleep until got the facts, right? Right. So maybe the whole point is you can't flush all this shit down the past because that means it's going to reproduce in the future. Maybe you're there to say, no, we're breaking this cycle, people. We're breaking this cycle of pretending the past is in the past and then reproducing it in the present. Your mother knows your father did not serve your emotional needs. So what is she doing? When you ask her where you came from, she's refusing to serve your emotional needs. Like, I don't give a shit if it's uncomfortable to her. She made that choice when she was older than you and decided to marry your dad. Like, I'm sorry, it's uncomfortable if I ask you, Mom, why you married my father. But I have a right to know. In fact, I need to know. Because if it's all supposed to be in the past, it always shows up in the future. Everything you flush comes out the taps. So maybe the OCD is just you digging your heels in and saying, "Uh -uh, uh-uh-uh-uh. Let's get some facts here. Let's get some knowledge. Let's get some wisdom. Let's get some truth. Now, they may, you know, you make that case strongly enough, they may, uh... They may give it to you. Or they may lie. Or they may refuse to talk. At which point you may have to, and I've had to do this with a fairly large number of things in my life, what you may have to do is you may have to go through the grieving process of saying, well, I'm never getting the truth. And then you need to come up with an origin story that is powerful enough and accords with your own instincts enough that you can put it behind you. Right. And, you know, I, I want to add that, like, I, uh, one of the things that I've strived for in life, um, ever since I left my father, I've tried to pave my own way. And every time, like, all the aspects of my father, everything, down to his personality, down to where he, he, he was in life at certain points, to um, interests, I would try to be my own person. And every time that I feel like I, I expressed something like my father, or I felt like something that this is something that my father would do, or this is something my father would say, I would always be like, I'm not going to do that. I haven't, uh, I haven't drank ever in my life. I um, and I'll continue to do that probably until the day I die. And right, you're taking me on a tour that's outside the context of what we're talking about, oh, and there's sorry. a reason for that, right? Oh, um, it, it, oh, is it outside? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I was no, because just... we're talking about the problems, and now you're talking about all the great solutions you have, which are great. Oh no, no, but, no. But you know, I... there's no point going to the doctor and saying, "Well, here is where it doesn't hurt." Right, right. What I'm saying is, is that I have always strived to not be like him. And that's something like, I, 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 I don't know what, I, I was just trying to uh, compare, just saying like, I, the, the biggest fear I have is being him. And the biggest fear is to have any semblance of what he did to me in the future. So okay, I don't okay. want. What would it be like for you if you had people in your life who were loyal to you first and foremost? 
there's a great scene at the beginning of a movie that is actually surprisingly deep, which is probably why it's so popular, The Godfather, right? Yeah. Where the, the Don Corleone says to the guy, the guy says, you know, these, these people raped my daughter, I want you to kill them, right? And Don right. Corleone says, you know, if you'd been my friend, if you'd invited me over for coffee, then your enemies would have become my enemies. Your enemies would have become my enemies. Now, that is not what is happening in your family. You have an enemy at this time in your development, if I understand it correctly. You have an enemy called your father. Yeah. But you don't have any allies in this battle. In fact, you have betrayers. Most women will take the easy path. Most women will avoid conflict, and what that means is they will ally themselves with the most powerful or dangerous person, and they will end up betraying the person with the least power. As they perceive it, right? Right. It's easier for them, because you can cause them much less difficulty. You can cause your sisters much less difficulty or discomfort than your dad can. You think you're scared of your dad? Think of how scared of your dad your sisters are because they're willing to betray you to appease him, which means that they perceive that he has more power. Now, a lot of men will do this too. I mean, you're just talking about this because you happen to have sisters, right? Right. So it's not that even – there's no particular internalized ethics here because they're not sitting there saying, well, this guy really put, did a number on my brother, right, to the point where he's still got this body dysmorphia. He might be have contributed to the OCD or whatever, right? He, he was really mean and cruel and weird and twisted to my brother. So my brother's enemies have become my enemies. Who has harmed my brother cannot be my friend. I will not ally myself with a child abuser for my own integrity, for my own morality, and also because it pains the shit out of my brother when I do that. And rightly so, it should, right? Yeah. So you need in your life somebody who's on your fucking side. And you're not getting it from your sisters and you're not getting it from your mom. In fact, the betrayals continue. Your enemies should be their enemies. They should not break bread with someone who fucked up your childhood. You understand? Yes. Which means that you need people who are loyal to you in your life. And this particular estrogen triple witch circle might be interfering with that. Absolutely. And, you know, if for for quite a few years, I mean, it, uh, the whole thing, like, you know, um, me not seeing my dad, but, like, you know, my siblings would, that would, oh, my goodness, the rift that was casted because of that, between the relationships that we had and relationships that began to crumble because of that. Like I, I, you mean you know, outside your family or? No, no, like um, like with my siblings, I had a really tight relationship. It was very good. And what happened is, is that directly after I left him and that there was a day, and I remember this day, where I thought that my siblings left too. And... Um, Left I him or you? Left him. Yeah, left him. Okay. And and that yeah. would be, you know, and, and that would be good because that's not forever. Like if your father faces a unified front, it might shake him out of his complacency and get him to actually embrace some real change and help. 
and I looked out, looked out my window, and I, I saw them getting in the car with him. And I, I remember it was the last time I spoke to my father. The last time it was over the phone, and it was a it was a voice message, and it was me screaming into the to the phone for him to stay back and to get away. Go away, go away. Wait, who was screaming? Son. You? Me. Yeah, yeah. And um, never heard from him since then. Um, I was told that I was in trouble. Oh, I was in trouble because uh, uh, the, you know, it was wrong of me what I said. Um, <laughs> and I was like, no, I should have said this a long time ago. Does your dad have money? Yeah. <laughs> ah, oh, yes. There we go. There we go. All right. The mystery of the estrogen bond is cracked. Oh, yeah. oh, no, no. That, that's absolutely true. Yeah, that, yeah. That, okay, yeah, now I get no, it. No, trust me. Yeah, now I get it. Yeah, yeah you, you, can't, you can't buy them. He can't. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was bought... I was bought through like even as a kid like like certain things like I, I would be like he'd be like you know don't tell your mom this and I'll let you you know buy that video game at you know yeah, whatever yeah. place that happened for years um, yeah you know, uh, that that happened for years and that yeah was I don't know that, that you can crack that code man that's you know women's attraction to resources uh, it's that's a that's a hell of a thing to stand against yeah I I. I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> right. You know. Um, yeah, you, and, you can't yeah. have allies. You know, you, 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 can't, you can't have a band of brothers bond with a mercenary who's sold to the highest bidder, right? Right. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, that that's one of the... That's one of the things and one of the, the reasons. And, I mean, like, I get it because, you know, we're... I mean, sometimes we're in a financial twist and like, you know, we need, you know, like maybe on, on my mother's side, she needs help uh, financially or like my sister needs to do this or that. And or my other side, like, so they're this, still asking your abuser for money and he's giving it to them. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. That, that sucks. That is, that is really shitty. And I'm, I'm sorry that you have to see this mercenary side of human nature, uh, you know, that's that's really a, a terrible thing. Yeah. Like, there's no amount of money that would get me to betray people I love. Like, I'm telling you, there's, I would rather live under a bridge. I feel that. That's something I've learned. Just... Right, what's your feeling now? Huh? Oh, I'm just... I'm just thinking about it. Just, you know, I... Just... So that's why your mom won't talk about the past. And that's why your sisters say put it in the past. They say put it in the past because the money's in the present. Yeah. I'm so sorry, man. That is... That's terrible. And and it's it's shameful behavior. To betray your yeah. brother, to take money for an abuser, is, is, is wretched. Wretched behavior. Then no wonder you don't feel secure. No wonder you don't feel safe. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. I'm I'm so sorry. And yeah, it's just that's um, you know, I I just I haven't felt I haven't felt just safe. I I just I don't know. I just 
I just wish things ended up differently, and I, I mean, I bet everyone feels that. But. And you know what? You uh, again, I don't want to tell you your your affliction, but going back to the beginning of this conversation, my friend. Yeah. Do you know what you were always checking? You were always checking connections. Is this connection solid? Is this connection wobbly? Is this connection secure? The HDMI cables, the SATA cables in the computer, you're always checking whether the connections are secure. Yeah. You see what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It's the family. God. Even when the connections seem tight, you got to fucking check them because they could come loose at any time, right? Right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I never thought about it that way. You know, when I was a kid, I went through a couple of years of obsessing about car exhausts believe it or not yeah 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 so I um, be walking down the street and what I'd need to do is I'd need to look at the back of every car to count the exhaust pipes I remember the um, uh, one car exhaust was cool two was super cool three was amazing and there were these Volkswagen Beetles that had four little exhaust pipes this went on for quite I've been probably from about the age of, of eight to ten I would like compulsively I'd have to turn and look and check behind the cars to see how many exhausts pipes it had now I get now why I was doing that because the exhaust pipe is how the car discharges its pollution its toxicity right right so I get it now like I was trying to figure out in the allegorical way that the brain works which is why dreams are so important I was trying to work out like what the hell am I going to do with all this toxicity that I'm being, it's being generated within me by this fucked up environment. How many vents are there? How, how, how do the cars get rid of all this toxicity that allows them to move? The brain works in funny ways, you know. If, 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 and I, I know the OCD is more than this, but, but the, the examples you gave me were all checking connections, checking connections, checking connections. And if your family is selling you out for money, there ain't no amount of checking HDMI connections or SATA cables that's going to fix that. That's right. It's, that's right. And you just get to just have to go through. You, I mean, even if they turn around tomorrow, which they're not going to do, but even if they do, you still have to go through the grieving, right? Right. All mental dysfunction, according to some theories, results from the avoidance of legitimate suffering. By legitimate suffering, I don't mean you should suffer. I mean you are suffering. From betrayal. From betrayal. And I felt that a lot. You know, I mean, of course I have. I mean, that, that's one of the feelings that I, I really do feel when talking about this kind of stuff. It's just that kind of like, I feel betrayed. Well, you are. No, <laughs> more than a feeling, as the old song goes. More than a feeling. More than yeah. a feeling. It's more than a feeling. <laughs> If your mom, your sisters, and with your mom, it's, 
you know, maybe, I mean, dad's not giving her money directly, but if he's giving her kids money, then by proxy, she doesn't have to give as much. So it's actually saving her money, right? Right. I mean, you know, there, there's like the, you know, help with um, education. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah like he's, paying, he's paying her bills by proxy, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, you know, and I'm sorry to say, but the thinking is, okay, well, why the hell would Bob's childhood matter compared to pff, this money? I don't think these connections are secure, says your OCD. Well, yeah, but it ain't about cables. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm tight, so... but it could slip out at any time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's the... That's and that's just... because earlier you talked to me about how great your mom was. Like not an hour ago. God, a big thing about how, how great your mom was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I no, don't, no, don't, don't backtrack, man. And listen, I'm not saying there's no good things about I your know. mom. You understand all of that, right? But <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I, I absolutely understand that. I mean, it's just like that kind of feeling where you're like, uh, where you're just like on the... Because, I mean, there's that feeling, you know, you have that like defense mechanism yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, no, I understand. You Look, know what I, mean? I understand but, all of that. I understand all of that. Yeah. But I'm here for you. I'm not here for your mom. I'm Absolutely. here for you. And and the reason you called me is I don't think you've had that experience too much in your life. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry. If this if this rebounds badly on your mom, well, too bad. Because I'm here for you. And I thank you so much for that. You, have no idea. you need someone in your corner, right? Yeah. And I, I felt like, I first feel like I need someone in my corner in my life, like a person that I can, I, uh, that is on my side. Yeah. And I also feel like there's that kind of like, the missing of masculinity as well. I am, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's awful. Like, growing up without that, and like, seeing how other people you know, my friends, you know, how they ended up and everything, you know, they have moms and dads or, you know, or just had a mom and dad, but, you know, got to see them and, and had that function, you know, functional to partial functional relationship. Um, the way that they ended up, you know, and how they deal with problems is completely different from me. Like, I just, I wish I had that kind of like that masculine person yeah. in my life yeah, you yeah. know that, that's that's something i mean yeah i know it's a little freaky to be you know the internet dad to a lot of people but listen i i <laughs> i appreciate that i understand that and i completely agree with you we we all need that yeah and not in this sort of sleazy tom likus ban low rent latinos kind of way bang low rent latinos kind of way but you know in, in actual masculinity not this like puffed up uh, um player kind of garbage right but you know actual right moral and, and have integrity and and all of that so yeah so i mean i just wanted to reiterate sort of where i think we've we've come to to the end but but i just really want to reiterate like there are treatments again i'm this is just my amateur understanding but there are treatments out there that can really help with some of the practical like get your brain to jump out of the tracks with this kind of stuff but i'll tell you it's a funny thing you know you can you can will all of this stuff right you can will all of this stuff, but if you get the right insight, it solves itself. I used to chew on my thumb 
continually until I was 16 and spent the first night in my father's house in years and years and years and then it went away and never came back never never even had to think about it again never became something I had to battle right so if you get to the root let's say that, that this has something to do with feelings of betrayal feelings of a lack of connection and your brain is like a funny thing right so your brain is like okay well we've got to check our connections but the, the, the family ones are too risky so let's just pretend it's about cables or whatever it is right if, if this is it then it may be something that if you deal with the lack of connection in your family you might find yourself less concerned about video cables exactly you're so right and I'm going to do that would you, you let me know how it goes absolutely I'll, I'll give you every single update I can about it and um, I'll let you know how uh, everything goes and what I find out and just how I'm feeling I'll, I'll, I'll let you know please do um, was this useful to you helpful to you 200% ah, good good alright fantastic <laughs> well keep me posted man thanks a lot for a great chat Thank you. Thank you so much, Stefan.